You're listening to Dismiss, an international school SUVA podcast series. Welcome to Dismiss an International School SUVA podcast series. I'm Miss Manning, your host for today, and I have a very special guest with me here to talk about a topic that I'm actually super excited to talk about and have been interested in since basically I learned about it. And so I'm gonna let my guest kind of introduce herself to you. Hello guys, my name is Nyla, and I'm a student at ISS Year 12. And Nyla, we connected over a mutual love of horses. I came and moved to Fiji and I only saw horses basically in the village. And one day I got an email from you, or it wasn't even an email, you filled out the form and said that your pets at home included 14 horses. And I was like, is that here in Fiji? And, and you were like, yes, and you can tell more about this, but Horse Sanctuary Fiji is where these horses are. So can you tell us more about what Horse Sanctuary Fiji is? Sure. So the Fiji Horse Sanctuary was started by my mother and I, and we've always been passionate and always loved horses. So about three years ago, when we decided to look and buy a horse, we realized that most of the horses here in Fiji were neglected or abused in some type of way. And from that point onwards, we decided to make a little a farm and a sanctuary for these horses so we can rehabilitate them and love them and also show other horse owners around Fiji how to love and look after their horse. It came from wanting horses. How did you, how did you get into horses? Have you been, since you were a kid, were you a little girl who never grew out of her horse phase? Because that's what I feel like I was. Um, yeah, also my mom has always loved horses and we used to have a few horses um, in Savu Savu. Um, but now that we've moved to Suva, we've kind of been distant from them. And then we just wanted to find something fun to do on the weekends instead of just going to the movies or something like that because we love our adventures. So we thought to you know, start up horse riding again, and yeah. So how, how many, do you, is 14 the number of horses you guys have now, or has it grown? It's grown, actually. Okay. We have 16 horses at the farm now, because we had a foal um, that just arrived the other day, and it just keeps growing, basically, because we keep rescuing, or horses at the sanctuary will give birth, and then we just keep growing. <laughs> how much land is, does the sanctuary have? Um, about 15 acres and we have about 10 paddocks for the horses. Okay, yeah. Okay. How do you end up rescuing some of the horses? Do you hear about them or people tell you or it's just chance or? My mom and I do lots of trips around Fiji. A part of the horse sanctuary is that we actually have an outreach program where we go and we actively um, reach out to villages and settlements who have horses and we donate them proper bits and bridles for their horses because Fiji does not have any of that. And so we also teach them basic horse care and while we're out and about around Fiji we kind of see which horses are in real severe need and we buy them and we transport them to the farm and rehabilitate them. And we also have a social media page where we track their stories and we show people how like treating your horse properly with love and care and proper 
grass and water can really transform your horse. Yeah, I think that was definitely something I noticed a lot of times when I when I was coming just from Nandi to Suva, you know, mm -hmm. horses just tied to a tree on a very short yeah. kind of leash almost and yeah. lots of hip bones and ribs, ribs and all definitely. that kind of thing. So when you're educating people, and I love that that's a huge mission of, of mm -hmm. the sanctuary, what kind of focuses or what do you find maybe is often the most surprising or the most helpful to people who are caring for horses? I think a lot of people think that taking care of horses is really expensive. Mm. Like overseas, I'm pretty sure having a horse is very expensive and pricey. Whereas here in Fiji, we're lucky to have lots of um, grass and greenlands and water and access to rivers and lakes even. And so that kind of gives us a bigger advantage in a way, having lots of free space and free land. And so um, a lot of people in Fiji tend to look at horses as objects and modes of transport. So a lot of people forget to actually take care and look after their horse because they're actual living creatures. So a lot of them actually forget that, you know, you don't hit your horse, you don't punch your horse, you make sure that they have water and access to food usually actually surprises them because most of the time they just view a horse as like your bike or mm. your car, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of just showing them that, you know, if you really take time into looking after your horse, making sure they're okay, they have water, they'll look after you and they'll actually perform better when you need them for plowing or riding or having tourists on their backs. And so it, we're basically teaching them that when you look after your horse, your horse will look after you and it's a win-win situation, which is what we're trying to achieve. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. So obviously with COVID, I'm sure things have been pretty quiet over at the sanctuary. So what kind of things have you guys been doing recently kind of to get the word out about the sanctuary? How can people invest or uh, support the sanctuary going forward? Mm -hmm. So during COVID, we didn't let that, um, we didn't make that an excuse to step back and stop what we were doing. We had a social media pages running on Facebook and Instagram where we'd just show people and educate people through photos and videos and informative posts about how to look after your horse and also just showing the progress of the uh, rescue horses at the farm. Along with that, we also were able to interact with the com community at the farm in Vakambale and Avua. So, we started, instead of going uh, broad in Fiji, which we couldn't do to COVID, we started slow by the people around the area. And we got a lot of support through that. And now we're really happy to see that everyone in our area has um, looks after their horse really well and they have proper gear for their horses, etc. Um, now, since that the COVID restrictions have, now that they have um, lessened, lessened <laughs> we have opened up our farm on the weekends for visitors. So we started off by having an open day where people could come and meet the horses and feed them all for free. But we'd ask if people could at least leave a donation. From the first open day, we were actually quite surprised that with all the support and love we were getting from the community, which was really helpful because at the moment, the horse sanctuary is currently privately funded. It's in the pro process of um, getting a nonprofit organization. So all the money and donation actually really helps towards the upkeep of the farm and like the fences, the food and all the care all around. 
So we, since we have 16 horses and not all of them have proper loving owners with connections with, we've opened up some of the horses for sponsorship. Mm. So we already have two horses sponsored by families and they pay like about a monthly fee which goes towards their upkeep and care at the farm and that also gives them access to all the gear at the farm and also allows them to take the horses out whenever they like for therapy and just a fun adventure activity on the weekends. If someone wanted to do that, maybe sponsor a horse, yeah. is there like a set in stone amount that that is or does it depend on the horse's particular needs? So we'd first suggest that you maybe come visit the farm first and meet the horses so you can kind of pick which horse you want to sponsor because you want to love that horse, you know, you have to have that one, you know, you go and you meet them, they're all different, they all have their own personalities and they're all really fun so you can come meet them and then from there um, you can talk to my mom and I or I directly through our Facebook page or in person and then from there we'd kind of liaise a price for them but it's usually not that much like less than $30 usually helps a lot like really any amount helps towards the upkeep of the horses but yeah if you'd like to sponsor a horse feel free to come visit the farm by arranging with us through our Facebook or Instagram page and then yeah we'll see from there and Facebook they would find you at Horse Sanctuary Fiji yeah and same with same for the Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. okay is there anything else you kind of wish people or want people to know about the sanctuary about the horses about the vision and, and mission I just hope people feel inspired by what we've done, by creating Fiji's first horse sanctuary for neglected and abused horses. And I really hope that um, people become more kind and caring towards animals, not just dogs and cats, also your large animals, hmm. um, and just treating them with kindness and respect. Along with that, I just hope people feel inspired to do other similar activities that help around in the community, Especially here in Fiji, there's lots of opportunity for these kind of projects. So I hope other students at ISS are inspired by this. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm <laughs> definitely inspired. So thank you so much, Nyla, for coming and, and talking with us about this. We will link the social media yeah. for the Horse Sanctuary on this podcast episode. And um, we hope to see you all hanging with some horses. Yes, thank you, guys. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned for more episodes to come. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.